A couple of miles later, we turn onto a narrow dirt road and stop at the edge of the farm. I don't understand why we've stopped in an exposed area until I turn and look over my shoulder. A young man, not much older than I, is chained to the stump of a tall cypress tree, its branches sheared off by shrapnel. Behind the stump is a crater, the work of a scud missile. While a plane hums overhead, invisible and out of anti-aircraft range, bursts of machine-gun fire crackle across the farm. An artillery round explodes in a huge plume of smoke and dust about thirty yards away from the man. He looks anxiously across the open plain and somberly moves his lips. Standing up in the back of the truck to look closer, we see the man turn his head toward us. His expression reminds me of a virgin groom on his wedding night, his spooky eyes, tiny and black, shyly sparkling with anticipation. For a moment I suspect he's an Arab who, as part of a vendetta, must have been tied up by a vengeful Afghan. The driver and Sabur exchange words. Sabur sticks his head out of the window and gestures at the man. Do you know who that is? he asks. He is an Arab and he wants to become a shahid, a martyr. As a logistics and liaison officer, Sabur has over the years arranged for hundreds of Arab volunteers to fight in Afghanistan. Who brought him here? I ask. I don't know, but he's one of the crazy ones. I just wanted to show him to you, he says matter-of-factly. Who chained him? I ask. Probably one of his friends. There are a lot of them here, you see. They all want to become shahids. Later, Sabor tells me that several such men had been spotted around the farm since the start of the Battle of Jalalabad. They chained themselves to trees during the day in hopes of achieving martyrdom before the sun went down, and by evening their comrades would come to pick them up, dead or alive. He's picked a nice spot. I say, tongue-in-cheek, because I really don't know what to say at all. May God grant his wish and make him a shahid. In the back of my mind, though, this didn't make any sense. Clearly this man wasn't afraid of death. So why did he bind himself? Did he feel his cowardice would get the better of him on the battlefield? Was he fearful of being denied the promise of eternal life in the cool shade of palm and apple trees and the company of black-eyed damsels? Why did he travel such a great distance to Afghanistan? Not to fight, but to tie himself to a tree? I hear the unmistakable whistle of an incoming mortar round. The driver hits the gas. Instinctively, everyone in the back of the truck crouches down. As we speed away, the chained man shouts, Allahu Akbar! God is great! One of my comrades mouths a prayer for protection against the evil eye. Since joining the resistance in 1987 and later working as a combat reporter, I'd met dozens of air volunteers, young, naive, and fanatically religious men drawn to the battlefields of Afghanistan by the promise of eternal life. When the Battle of Jalalabad began in earnest a couple of weeks ago, I met two Arabs near our mortar position. We were taking cover in a trench during a particularly fierce firefight. The Arab men were jittery, and from the way they held their rifles it was clear they had never been in a battle before. Knowing a smattering of Quranic Arabic, I tried to engage them in conversation without sounding like a 7th-century Bedouin, but they brushed me off, either unable to understand what I said or uninterested in talking. They muttered something to each other and leapt out of the ditch, shouting, Allahu Akbar, as they raced across the open plain that separated us from the enemy positions, firing at targets that were far out of range. What were they doing? The enemy encampments were a mile up in the hills. Someone shouted at them in Arabic to come back, but they kept on running. 
I wondered then if they were acting out fantasies of becoming martyrs like the legendary early Muslim warriors who would fearlessly lunge at the infidels with their drawn swords, leaving their lives in the hands of God. Yet many would-be shahids failed to realize the Prophet was a shrewd man. He urged his followers to tie the knee of the camel and then rely on God. What these men were doing was pure folly. As I peered up from the edge of the trench, I heard gunshots and watched both men fall. Drawing heavy fire, we had to abandon our position and their fallen bodies. When I look back on the war and how it came to put Afghanistan at the center of Islamic terrorism, I think about that chained man and thousands of men just like him who martyred themselves for God. Young and overzealous, these Arabs were war tourists who had bought their way into our country, and most Afghans resented their presence. While we called our struggle a jihad, a holy war, we were fighting first and foremost to liberate our country. The Arabs who saw us...